Good morning, afternoon, or evening. My name is Jinx Elijah Heathen, and today we are beginning Grimm's Complete Fairy Tales, translation by Margaret Hunt, and introduction by Ken Monsheen, PhD. The fairy tales recorded by the Brothers Grimm have been told so many times and in so many ways that almost everyone seems to know them by heart. However, the original stories as they appear in this volume are quite different from what you might expect. Instead of the blunted, dull, and safe versions that many are familiar with, you will find here are the original, sharp, and somewhat dangerous fairy tales as recorded by the Brothers Grimm more than 200 years ago. The story of how these works came to permeate our culture and how they were changed over time and made safe for modern children is as compelling and as important as the fairy tales themselves. We'll come to that tale later on, though, since in order to understand it, we first have to understand how these stories came to be set down and published in the first place. Fairy tales are, after all, a form of folk tale. They were works of low culture very unlike the stories of valiant knights and holy saints that the rich paid poets to compose in the Middle Ages, or later literature that was judged by the sophistication of its references and allusions. For centuries, fairy tales were usually considered outside the bounds of refined taste. This isn't to say that people weren't interested in them, they certainly were. But fairy tales weren't the sorts of things about which serious people wrote serious, learned essays like this one. If anything, they were raw material to be polished up into works of real literature. It was a peculiar and exceptional set of circumstances and a peculiar and exceptional set of brothers that made fairy tales the subject of study in and of themselves. The Grimm stories are, of course, real literature. Since the first volume was published in the early 1800s, they have gone from being solely an heirloom of German culture to part of the world canon, reimagined in novels, comics, movies, and animation. Certainly, they hold profound meaning for people of all ages and all cultures. However, like all enduring classics, appreciation and interpretation of the Grimm's fairy tales have changed over the years. The Grimm's intended their work to be the psychic bricks and mortar of a new Germany. This was a product of their time. In the 20th century, as nation-building fell out of fashion, the new narrative was the quest for individual happiness. Accordingly, fairy tales were universalized and reinterpreted in light of the new science of thought psychology. Scholars wrote papers and books explaining fairy tales deep personal truths, and how they illuminated stages of childhood development. Later, these theories likewise fell out of vogue, and today, critics tend to examine the Grimm's stories as products of the time in which they were written. All of these interpretations have merit, and they are all part of the Grimm's legacy. This story is no less interesting than the tales themselves.